Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more Nightmare Neighbors, but today we're just focusing on HOA stories. Now, I'm, I'm trying purposely not to say H and say H, rather. I'm not sure if it's sounding any different or not. I did educate myself on YouTube after so many comments previously. <laughs> but thank you for being here today. Thank you for spending 20 minutes out of your day and joining me for a couple of uh, stories here and there. And let's get straight involved with today's stories. Much love, guys. Now, this first story comes from this one time on Reddit. I fought that HOA and I won. This story takes place in Ontario, in the city of Kawatha Lakes, one of the worst municipalities in all of Ontario in which to live. There's poverty, crime, drug addiction, a culture of prideful ignorance, and diehard partisan voters that will vote against their best interest time and time again. And if you paid attention to the news recently, their OPP detachment shot and killed a one-year-old. The city council are looting their tax base to provide free educational opportunities for unqualified staffers they hired, holding secret meetings behind the public's back and in one case spent 140k to fight a lawsuit that was levied against them after they blocked a brand new business's access road because some city council members owned a competing business. They were fined 70k, spent another 70k of taxpayer dollars to appeal and lose. That's all backstory. Suffice it is to say it's a city run by uneducated rubes and inhabited by the most apathetic voters I've ever encountered. My old man was an original property owner of an unassumed road for 50 plus years. For the uninitiated, this means that although the city owned the road, they are not responsible for maintenance, grooming, etc. Beyond the scope of the limited service agreement they made with a single property owner, who we later found out forged signatures claimed he represented the entire road. The LSA basically meant they would do two gradings per year, though they only provided one. About 20 years ago, some city idiots, <laughs> city idiots moved up on the road and they decided they would create a HOA. They didn't get insured and they didn't incorporate and they thought they could go around forging signatures on city documents and charging residents money for essentially nothing. It all came to a head about 10 years ago. My dad refused to pay them until the two chuckleheads in charge showed him how they spent the money. Rather than provide a fair accounting of the neighborhood's funds, the president and the treasurer both decided they wanted to sue for the money owing. Well, we went to court and it turns out you don't just get to declare yourself the head of an association that doesn't exist. Turns out you can't collect money from the residents and spend it on cookware and paying their unqualified, uninsured friends to do road work. Turns out perjury is frowned on in small claims court. They found out the hard way. I discovered in their court filings examples of perjury, fraud, and general dishonesty. 
they manufactured documents and got caught doing so. They were given multiple options to settle in court, but turned them all down. Instead of choosing to self-destruct in the most absurd and stubborn way available to them, none of their witnesses showed up. They brought literally no evidence with them to court. Instead, relying on the phrase, it's not rocket science, and they somehow assumed the judge would accept it's not rocket science as some kind of evidence or as somehow lending credibility to their claims. He didn't. The HOA lost and ended up owing us money. The HOA dissolved immediately afterwards, and if the story ended there, it would make sense, but not a very interesting story. But you're not here just for the good guys win story. You want satisfaction. <laughs> Turns out, one of those two old men that fancied themselves in charge of the HOA couldn't accept defeat. Our driveway lights started to disappear, and someone was blocking the culvert in the middle of the night and washing out the road in front of my dad's house. Minor vandalism was happening almost on a nightly basis. So I came home late one night, and sure enough, this 70-year-old moron is thrashing about in the April temperature swamp, having fallen in after blocking the culvert. You can see in this photo, <laughs> he's got his shirt tangled in an underwater branch and can't get out. We had to haul him out because he was so drunk and suffering from hypothermia that he couldn't even move. Then we called the cops. He got yelled at, trespassed, and no driveway lights ever went missing again and the cops let me keep the trash can lid he was using to block the culvert. Free lid. <laughs> Moral of this story is don't take shit off an HOA. They may look official, but I bet you most HOAs are doing something shady that will reflect poorly on them in court should you find yourself at odds with them. Now, I really enjoyed this one, and I especially enjoyed it because they included a picture of this guy <laughs> that's just stuck there as well. Oh my word, crazy stuff that goes on. But let's move on to the next story. And this next story comes from my HOA sucks throwaway. HOA messed up big time, ADA. Okay, so where to begin? I've been in a battle with my HOA for months. This whole mess started when I suspected a board member of receiving kickbacks on jobs. I and a few homeowners set up a sting operation. A family friend is licensed contractor and put in a bid for work. The president invited him over and during the conversation, the president bluntly said, any job approval requires a 10% overbid deposit if you want the work. He did record on his phone, but because we're in a two-party consent state, it couldn't be used. We have sent numerous requests for financial records and have been stonewalled for months. The owner of the property management company is on the scam as well. I and five other concerned homeowners have been stonewalled time and time again. We finally banded together and got a lawyer and of course COVID hit and the courts are closed. So three weeks ago, I had a major operation affecting my ability to walk. I am wheelchair bound temporarily. I submitted a request for an accommodation of a ramp I would pay for. These are individual houses and would have zero encumbered on any other homeowner in the community. HOA of course denies the request. Reason, homeowner has not proven they are disabled. A note from the surgeon was sent over. Denied, reason, HOA called doctor's office. Doctor does not exist. Homeowner is making false claims. You can't make this shit up, right? So I say fuck it and put the ramp up. Board member decides to put brick pavers in front of the ramp with caution tape on it and a note saying unapproved. Lawyer reached out to board one last time before filing and accidentally got a reply meant for the other board members. 
I'm going to fucking get him. He's lying, just trying to be a pain in the ass. Let's just keep denying the request. We're the motherfucking board. We set the rules and what we say goes. Judge grants injunction and is trespassed from my property. I sort of forgot about the whole thing. Board has been leaving me alone. Until today, when two board members came banging on my door, telling me they're going to kill me. Thanks, Ring, for recording it all. Yelling how they will make me an ableist slur. So turns out the community's insurance company refused to pay the legal bills. They were also not indemnified because it was done with malice. The two board members are on the hooks for almost $9,000 in legal fees, plus 35K in punitive damages. Apologies for formatting in the rant. I'm still a bit loopy from the meds. Fuck these sorry loser, no life, nosy motherfuckers. <laughs> what a way to end it. My word though, them kicking off about having a ramp in front of your house. How low does these people have to be? And then turning up at your, while well, putting a paver in front of the ramp as well. With sign, oh my word. It just, it's just crazy level stuff, isn't it? And again, I know not all HOAs are like this, but this subreddit obviously points out the worst of them all. <laughs> Let's move on to the next story. And this next story comes from VladVlad666. HOA wants a war. <laughs> I live in a rural area on a family farm. The farm next to ours was sold to a developer who built a bunch of mini mansions that have an HOA. Now the mini mansions back up to my family farm. I get letters every week from the HOA complaining about the tractor sitting in the field at the front of my property, where it can be seen from the street. We're working that field and the tractor is necessary. I've had them complain about my barns, outbuildings, the sound of the last tractor when I'm seeding and once half my grandfather saw some people he didn't recognize checking out the barn. Went out with this double barrel 12 gauge to see what they were up to. They were HOA inspectors who declared their right to inspect the building to make sure it met HOA rules. My grandfather is not politically correct and I was pleased he restrained himself from using the double zero buckshot to register his opinion of the trespassers. And yes, our property is fenced and posted. I was informed by HOA that they were going to fine me $1,000 a day until the offending citations and machinery were removed. I informed them that I and my property are not part of the HOA and if their inspectors set foot on my property again, I would have them arrested or let my grandfather loose with his double barrel. They went nuts and called the county sheriff's office. Haven't lived here for generations, I know the sheriff. He came out and asked me what was going on and I told him. He also visited the HOA and heard their demands and that he take immediate action to protect their inspectors. They were less than happy when he informed them that since my property is posted and fenced, I was well within my rights to not allow them on my land. Also because of our livestock, a 12 gauge is not unreasonable because of predators. He also informed them that I am not a member of the HOA. I have no requirement to allow them on my land and if he gets another call, he will arrest the inspectors for criminal trespass. I've since been sent a letter from the HOA's lawyer telling them to cease and desist all operations until they get a court date because they are suing me for damaging the value of their property. I forwarded it to my lawyer who, after he got done laughing, was amazed. First, because a court has to issue a cease and desist order. And secondly, because we've been farming here for four generations. I've spoken with the HOA board and told them to leave us alone or we'd be more than happy to play our lawyer is better than their lawyer. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I informed that the developer of their property assured them I'd be selling my land for development to organizations like this. That has since resolved into the other. They were more than a little surprised when I told them that we're currently training the fifth generation to take over and we have no intention of selling our farm, period. Seems the developer left them with the impression that I was selling my property to be developed like my neighbors had been, only to make his money and run. God have mercy on overzealous HOAs. <laughs> Go get him, Grandpa. <laughs> and our next story is titled, Get rid of my lady lair that came with the house. Sorry, HOA, you approved the sale. When we bought our house, the largest in the hood and the original showcase home for the development, there was a shed in the backyard. My lady lair, if you will. The home sale was approved by the HOA and a letter of no violations was issued. All good, right? The home unfortunately came with scads of abandoned property. Within 24 hours of taking possession of our home, the former owners broke back in to remove what was now legally ours, a suitable story for entitled people. I stopped at a security guard shack to inquire about ensuring that the former owner's gate codes were inactivated and to keep an eye out for any attempt at continued entry into the gated hood. The guard assured me that he would handle it and I went on my way. That evening, the guard came to my home to give me additional info I might need and offered security cam footage for the police. I thanked him for taking the time to make me feel safe in my new home, but before he left he said, just to warn you, the HOA will go after you for your shed, they want it gone. After a bit more discussion, he informed the former owners were not only batshit crazy, but they had gone toe to toe with the HOA over the shed. Three years and lawyers all around, the HOA finally said, F it, this is costing us too much money and the lawyer is better than ours, and dropped the whole thing. Within two weeks, I had two different neighbors tell me the HOA would give me problems over the shed. Fun. At the three-week mark, an inspector from the county showed up to tell me that he was investigating an anonymous complaint about code violations on the shed. Visible only if you stood on my property. It was in violation with the county as there was no permit for it. I was livid and already considering what avenues I had to keep my shed or win compensation for the loss of property when the code enforcer smiled a devious smile at me handed me a printout and said all you need to do is fill this out pay fifty dollars to the county and you'll be in code compliance he then said that mr little man syndrome oops cough cough i mean the anonymous complaint cannot touch your shit after that 
The key here is that four years ago, when they were battling the former residents, the county did not permit sheds and bylaws say all additional property structures require permits. If there is no permit, the HOA can order the removal and fine the resident until it's gone. Two years ago, the county started permitting sheds and HOA was unaware of the change. I paid my $50 and got the permit, making my Lady Lair code compliant and untouchable by the HOA. I also made a new friend in code enforcement and all is well in my 150 square foot slice of heaven. <laughs> What is with these people? As, as OP said, you can't even see it unless you're actually in the garden. What gets into these people's heads? They must be that effing bored and have no lives that they have to do this sort of thing. It just drives me crazy and I'm not even there. But I do like that she called the shed the lady lair. <laughs> Much like my man cave. Now let's move on to the next one. And this story comes from a deleted user. I led a revolution against our petty HOA board. My wife and I moved into a 64 townhome community that was 10 years old at the time. The HOA board was comprised of five members that were original homeowners when the community started and have been the sole board members since the community started. Their sense of entitlement was batshit crazy. They thrived on their quarterly walkthrough of the neighborhood as they would write up every single home for some kind of violation regardless of how minor the offenses were. Everyone gets a violation letter. Our first letter, the first month living there, was that our garage door paint was starting to peel. It was a two centimeter scrape where the panels met. It needed to be repainted. The siding needed to be power washed. There was a patch of green moss behind a bush and the sliding door on the deck was dirty. There was dirt on the bottom of the door from recent rain and it needed to be washed. We had 30 days to fix the issues or begin accruing a fee of $25 a day until they are resolved. I asked around and everyone gets these ridiculously petty letters every quarter. No matter what you did to maintain your townhome, you were going to get a letter about something. As this was going on, none of the major items the neighborhood needed fixed were addressed. After a decade since the construction, the ground had settled unevenly and many homes had standing water issues where it wouldn't drain after a storm. The rainwater would sit for five to seven days in people's lawns. And more importantly, there had been a legal fight with the town since the community was started about our road being dedicated, meaning the town was responsible for snow removal. Our HOA dues included paying for our own snow removal, which we shouldn't have to, and we were paying an attorney for 10 years to fight this with no resolution in sight. Fast forward two years, a few of us had had enough and decided to band together to replace the board at the next annual meeting. The existing board got wind of this and hit us all with pages worth of issues with our properties since if you have outstanding issues, you are not in good standing with the community, thus cannot run for a board position or even vote for those running. This petty move brought the community even closer and we all spent the weekend before the meeting helping each other clean out their HOA honey-do list. We took pictures, documented everything, then we had the US mail certified delivery of each packet with a completed list and photos to the HOA board who lived 75 feet away. Come board night, oddly enough, the lawyer was there to give an update that no progress had been made with a township on dedicated our road. He stuck around as we moved to the elections for the next board. We brought our signed petitions to add our names to the ballot. The board says we're not eligible as we have outstanding issues with our property. We call bullshit with our receipts from the post office that they received our completed list with documentation. They reply that they haven't received them yet. We tell them that's not our problem and we are in good standing. Their lawyer overhearing this states we are eligible to be on the ballot if we can confirm the issues with our homes were resolved prior to the meeting. 
The HOA president glares at the lawyer, but the lawyer just shrugs saying, the rules are the rules. With the expectation of the existing five board members voting for themselves and each other, we have voted in nearly unanimously to replace them. I lead the revolution because I was tired of the petty BS when there were real problems in the neighborhood. Sadly, the rest of the elected board members vote me as president. I have no idea what I'm doing, but we spent the next few sessions removing all the dumb violations from most of the neighbors. We went through the bylaws to really focus on what's important. What happens next? Ends up that lawyer was a friend of the previous president and was in no hurry to resolve anything as he was enjoying our excessive bill. I notify him if it's not resolved in the next six months, we're finding new representation. He was actually good at his job when he was pressed to do it. He won the case, the town appealed and tried to drag it out. He fast-tracked the appeal as it had been going on for 10 years and we won the appeal too. The town dedicated our road. Then the lawyer pressed that it should have been done years ago. It wasn't him slowing things down, but the town. He ends up getting us a settlement from the judge for back pay on us paying for snow removal that the town was responsible for. We end up using that settlement to have French drains installed across much of the community to clear the standing water issues. With the money left over, we fixed a lot of the neighborhood issues that the HOA should have been doing the whole time. Fences and sidewalks in disrepair, replaced dead trees and shrubs, etc. It was great getting all that done without having to hit our capital reserve fund. I remained present until we moved a few years ago. Our family began to outgrow the townhome. Now we live in a larger development with a new HOA. I was asked to run for a position on it. I replied, not a fucking chance, but I will lead a coup d'etat if I need to. Edit, one minor update on what happened to the former HOA president that I replaced. The original HOA president, 50 year old male, wasn't actually eligible to be president. He wasn't on the mortgage. The townhome was in his mum's name. No one knew because he held the books. The best was at the next annual meeting, he shows up with his petition to try and get his position back. I tell him in front of other 60 plus homeowners that he can't even be at the meeting, let alone vote or be on the ballot as his name isn't on the property. But his mum is eligible if she wants to. That was embarrassing enough for the entitled little prick. <laughs> and this is an absolutely fantastic story that I love to see. It, it, it gives me vibes. I was pictured, I was imagining it at the very start, like the HOA, like in sort of some sort of like V formation, walking down the road, just looking at the houses and saying, violation, violation, and just basically chucking letters at the houses at the same time for like absolutely petty things. And then the board at the very end, when the guy comes walking in, sort of like, objection, comes walking down with his petition to be become the head of the HOA once again. And then being shut down in front of everyone it's, it was like a like a movie it was going on in my mind and i absolutely fantastic a great way to end this but what do you guys think of these hoa stories and i love to hear yours too so if you have one of yours don't forget to let me know in the comments below once again, guys, thank you for being here. Thank you for spending 20 minutes or so out of your day with me and listening to a story or two. Your love and support is absolutely fantastic. It keeps this channel going and I cannot express that enough. So if you do have a moment, please consider hitting that like, that subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. As I said, it truly helps. And if you want to support the channel further, you absolutely can, but never any pressure to do so by clicking that join button down below for YouTube or clicking the link in the description for Patreon. And don't forget, we do have the podcast going as well. If you go on to Spotify, search up the Waffle Cast. The stories are also shared there, so you can listen to it in your car or wherever you are. Thank you so much, guys, and I will see you in the next one. Take care. Much love. Tuesday, Tuesday. I got food
y'all keep looking for that new wave. I think I like it how it is. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 